fuck i'm doing lives again i'm doing lives again look at my new thing oh wonder woman <laughs> so cute anyway um <clears throat> i'm excited because i have not done this in a while and i used to do it all the time and had a whole little crew that would meet me or comment or talk with the lives now we have tons of new people so welcome and i guess let me introduce myself tanika d'souza business coach as the corner of my screen says 100k challenge chick um i founded the 100k society as a business accountability uh community helping you grow your business but keeping you accountable along the way which is called the 100k society and you can't see it but it's in this corner here of my screen so today we're talking about crushing goals i have just two tips okay so we're not going to be long i do want you to follow this if you have goals plans things you're trying to accomplish for 2023 march 1st through march 10th i'm going to be live every day about 11 o'clock today i had to figure out how to use this camera again because I have not used it in a while. <laughs> um, so that's why it took me a little bit. But about 11 a.m. Eastern time, we're going to be live on Facebook. The other thing that I'll try to do is, um, I think I enabled it. But if you put comments on the live, it should show up here in the studio. But if it doesn't, I'll go back to the post later in the day and respond to any questions. So here's why we're doing this. It's the beginning of March. You made decisions about what you wanted to accomplish this year. You probably started thinking about that in November because whatever happened last year, you were like, all right, look, next year, this is what I'm doing. No excuses, it has to get done. I'm tired of watching the years pile up and I didn't accomplicate, I mean, I didn't accomplish insert your thing right so by november you start thinking that and that's usually why we give ourselves such permission to chill spend lots of money at the end of the year eat whatever we want not really pay attention to a lot of our goals and then we promise ourselves that we're going to do better in january so we're now two months later after you probably set that hard deadline of what you're going to get done and you're maybe starting to get some stuff done but i know for a lot of people this is usually close to like forget it right they just aren't concentrating so today i have two tips on what you can do to make sure you're still staying focused on your goals and you're setting yourself up so you can crush your goals this year because who wants to just set goals right the whole point is for us to realize them so i wrote my notes on my phone i'll be using that so i'm not ignoring y'all or texting i am looking at notes okay so i'm gonna be like straight to the point and you can listen to this hopefully this applies but the two points that i'm sharing today are being specific being intentional that's all together and then the other is know your numbers right because a lot a lot of times we set these goals and we don't even really understand the numbers that we should be aiming for whether this is a weight loss goal an income goal whatever it is you don't you 
didn't have a clue what it was going to take in the beginning. So therefore, it's really hard for you to achieve something that you didn't understand. So first, let's do what is a little bit more simple, being specific and being intentional. A lot of you have heard of SMART goals. That's a definite, like easy way to uh, tackle being intentional and specific. If you've never heard of it, SMART is an acronym used in the productivity world to really talk about how you set your goals, right? And it typically would stand for specific, measurable, um, achievable, relevant, time-bound, right? So that's how you spell SMART. People have mixed up the letters. So you can have like actionable or attainable for A. I've also have realistic, which I think is what I prefer, that your goals are realistic, right? So I'm going to go with specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. So if you take those five things and apply it to your goal, then that will give you a more specific intentional goal. What a lot of us do at the beginning of the year is we say, oh, I want to lose weight. I'm going to hit my ideal goal. I'm going to be, you know, bikini ready by the summer or in business, we just say, you know, I need, I need to get, and I'm using language that my clients say every week. I need to get like three more clients. That's wonderful. But what service are they using? What, what's the income that you're trying to bring in? What is your tactic for reaching these clients? Like, all of that stuff needs to be specified or you need to have like a very specific goal. Like I want my monthly revenue to be X amount because if you have more than one product, it could look like three clients using one high-end product or maybe six clients using a more mid-tier. So I want you to be thinking very specifically about why you want that goal, right? Because if it's for income, is there something you need to do with that money? And if so, let's set us up so that we can not only do the thing that we're thinking, but have more as well. So for example, I shared on um, Facebook that I used to own a bakery. So money wasn't necessarily the problem. It was time for me. I lived in a commercial kitchen, y'all. You cannot be a baker. You cannot be in the food industry and not be tied to a location. Outside of being tied to my kitchen, I had at the height of my um, business, three other locations outside of the actual kitchen, which had retail at one point. So that's four locations to manage and really five because the kitchen and the retail would have separate staff and separate things going on as well. Outside of that, we had a delivery service. Um, I mean, it was just a lot going on, right? So I wanted my time, like over the years, what I missed the most was being present. What I missed the most was attending family functions. So it wasn't that I needed to write a goal down as far as how much money I'm going to make, because I knew it wasn't just about the money. It was about I want to work with less clients or I want to do something in a shorter time frame so I had my time back. 
I wanted to be around when my kids were finishing high school, going to college. My oldest has already graduated college over a year ago, right? So I wanted to be present in those moments. I wanted to see my last child through their high school experience and all the stuff that I missed out on with my oldest daughter. So I want you to be clear that it's not just about the thing you say, right? So for a lot of you, when you say, I want to lose weight, why are you trying to lose weight, right? What is behind the weight loss? Is it because you're unhealthy? You're not sleeping well? You, you know, all your numbers are bad. Like, what is it that you're really trying to achieve? Because sometimes you're not going to hit the goal exactly. But if you understand your intention behind the goal, then it does help you to keep pushing forward to that bigger end that you want to achieve. So being specific, using the SMART goals, that's going to be tip number one, specific and intentional, right? Specific about what the goal is and intentional about why you want it. Like, why is this important to you? And I'm not going to say just why is it important to you, but why is it important now? Because if you don't know that, if there's no pressing reason why you need to get it done now, that's exactly why people put stuff off year after year after year. I realized, like y'all can see my bookshelf right behind me, it's full of literally me writing almost the same exact goals and classes that I designed and all this stuff that I was hoping to do one day in the future. I kept writing it over and over because I wasn't being specific about when I wanted to get it done. I had no good intention on doing it because at those times when I was writing, there was nothing pressing. But as my kids got older and I was like, oh crap, I'm missing. Like I'm missing stuff. I'm missing a lot of stuff that as a mom, I'm going to regret, right? The kids are going to grow up whether I'm there or not, but I want to be there. I want to be present. I also want to spend more time with my husband. I wanted to travel. Like you can imagine that being in a kitchen every day, you can't get away. Like I did have managers. So if there were times where I needed to take a day off or two, I could, but I couldn't just go to Mexico, go to Germany, be in California for two weeks. Like that wasn't an option for me at the time. And I, I realized that I needed a whole different <laughs> career path in order to accomplish those things, I had to leave food service. So being smart about your goals, specific, measurable, is it actionable? Like, can you actually do this? Is it realistic, right? Some of you say, I want to lose weight and I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in six months, but you still buy snacks out of the store. You're not going to the gym. Like that's, that goal is completely not realistic, especially since the average person is going to lose somewhere like five pounds a month um, and 10 if you're doing good. So you creating these unrealistic, unnatural goals doesn't help you feel more motivated. It makes you feel more overwhelmed because there's not a lot of realistic ways you're going to get that done. Um, the same with business income. If you're like, oh yeah, I'm going zero to a hundred thousand in two months, unless you have a product or service that costs 20, 30 K and you only need to serve, sell a few, it's not realistic that you have a 
$200 product or even a $1,000 product, and you're going to instantly know how to sell it a hundred times, right? So let's be realistic about how we're setting the goals and what we can actually accomplish from the place that we're starting. Point number two, know your numbers. This was probably the most eye-opening thing that I had ever experienced. And it was a few years ago before I made that huge leap from leaving food service to going into consulting. And that was when I think, so let me share this. My A lot of my goals are kind of like financial based, but I know why I want the finances. The finances are the resource to get me all the other things that I want, right? So I can easily put a number to the financial goal because I know what I want to do with the money. So it's not just about the money. It's what the money affords me. And I think that's going to be true for most of us. So what I did was start to learn more about money. I spent a lot of time. I listened to a lot of experts, pros, whatever. And I had to come up with, okay, what's making sense? Where am I realistically financially? And how do I get to these other places? Like there's clearly things I don't know. And the biggest thing that was eye-opening is I discovered this is one person's theory and there's lots of them, but they talked about the levels of money. And it went from zero being you being independent. So think of your children, right? So being zero to nine. So there were 10 stages of money. And I guess growing up with a single mom, black in America, like all the things, right? I just felt like, okay, my goal was to aim to be debt free. My goal was to get out of debt, build my savings, and then like I'm straight. And then when I hear this, you know, theory about the stages or the levels of money, getting out of debt was like a one or two. Creating a savings account was absolutely not beyond a stage three. So I realized, crap, if I want to actually be wealthy and I want to use my money in all these ways like retirement or travel or building, you know, a real estate portfolio, I have to get out of this mentality that my biggest goal was to get out of debt. Like that on this scale was like, of course, you're going to get out of debt. Like that's like a, a, a no brainer where for me, it was like, oh yeah, I'm so close to being out of debt and I only have this and da, da. and I was so focused there that I didn't see the bigger picture of what I needed to build beyond that. And once I actually knew the numbers, like knew the numbers about the lifestyle that I want to live knew the numbers about the lifestyle that I was currently living, how those things could change, needed to change, how my savings needed to be different, how my attitude about money needed to be different. I was like, oh, wow, I've been kind of approaching this all wrong before. If your goals aren't necessarily financial and maybe health related or maybe spiritually related, right? For your health, go to the doctor. You're here talking about you're going to lose weight and maybe you don't realize that you're pre-diabetic or your cholesterol is out of whack or your hormones, ladies, is out of whack. And it's going to cause you a lot of challenges in trying to lose that weight. So know where you are and then make the plan for where you're going to be next, right? And talk to your doctors about it. Like, stop being afraid to ask the doctor the realistic questions. Okay, if I'm here... Where should I be? How should I get there? Stop being 
I hear this in the black community a lot. They're like, oh, BMI doesn't apply to us. It does. <laughs> you're still a body. You're still a human. I'm not at all trying to go down a road of fat shaming or anything like that. But the reality is a lot of us have been conditioned to feel like we're fine when we are very overweight, when we know we need to be in a whole different bracket and we ignore those things because we want to be comfortable with ourselves. I'm not at all telling you to be uncomfortable with yourself. I'm just saying, know the facts about your body and where you're going to realistically put the energy in to change it. Okay. If you're like grossly overweight or obese and you know, really losing 30 pounds is going to be so much or so hard for you, aim for the 30. Like maybe realistically you need to lose a hundred but you can't fathom doing that, baby step your way, right? So know your numbers, know where you are, get yourself healthy. Um, I talk to a lot of people, for those of you who don't know me, I'm an ordained pastor. Um, I do not currently pastor a church, but I definitely still am very active in ministry. Um, and people say things like, I want to be closer to God or I want to develop, you know, spiritually or I, I want to have a relationship with God. That's great. But what you really should be doing is trying to understand what it means to be a disciple. Right. What does the Bible teach us about being a disciple? Because, yes, we can all be saved. We can be Christian. We can pray. But what is it that he really asked us to do? How should we be aligning our life? to be a disciple, to be a son or daughter of God. It's not just being a good person. There's, there's literally instruction on what he's called us to do. Most of us have no clue. We call ourselves Christians. We have no idea what discipleship is. And to be honest with you, I was a whole ordained pastor and did that research much later and was just like, jaw on the ground, like, oh my gosh, I've been missing some very basic things. And it changed my spiritual life drastically. So every single year I create kind of, I create lots of goals for myself, but I have one major focus area because I've learned that if I try to have too many different focuses, I won't get anything done. So this is our day one, talking about our goals for 2023. So I'm challenging you to just pick the area first that you want to focus on. You probably did that already between November and January. Um, so you probably have a good idea. But what I want you to do now is narrow it down. Are you focused on your weight loss? Are you focused on your income? Are you focused on a career change? Are you focused on your spiritual growth? Are you focused on your parenting, your marriage? Like pick an area that's going to be your primary thing. Once you get that rolling, you're completely allowed to add additional goals on during the year. But if you're trying to focus in so many different areas, you won't get things done. So that's the first challenge that I'm giving you guys to pick the the main thing that you're focused on for the year and then apply the two tips that we shared today. Be specific and intentional about what you want to accomplish. You can use the SMART goals technique, which is specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound goals, right? Apply those five things to your goal. And being intentional is saying, outside of like, I want to lose 40 pounds, why? 
Like, is it because I'm struggling when I travel because I can't walk long distances or when I eat certain things, it's affecting my body. So I need my body to be in better shape. Do you need to earn more money because you're really trying to buy back your time? Like, what is the real reason? And then the other thing is know your numbers. Know where you are right now. Go to the doctor, go to church, join a discipleship class, join a business community, something. But under, start to understand where you are for real, not just, oh, I want to get out of debt. Well, okay, beyond getting out of debt, what is the financial goal? Where, What are you aiming to? So that's the points for today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about, um, let me pull it up. Tomorrow is preparing to win. So outside of just, okay, here's what I'm picking. How are you preparing yourself to get that done? So that's what I'm diving into. I would love your feedback. If any of this was helpful, if you have other methods that you've used, um, meaning that you, um, you know, instead of doing smart goals, you do something else, or there's um, tactics that you use to be more intentional. I would love for you to share. Share it in the comments. We're all learning and growing here. I want more of you to be bragging at the end of this year about all the things you've accomplished versus this being another year that you have put your um, goals on the back burner and just pushed it to the next year. So let's get this done. Those were two tips for crushing your goals for the year. Thanks for joining me, you guys. I'll be back on Facebook Live tomorrow. And I'm, I'm going to change my studio. Um, I'm using Restream for anybody who wants to get into like uh, streaming online. I love um, Restream because it allows me a studio experience. I wish I could share what this side looks like, but I have a lot of controls and overlays and all this kind of stuff that I can use putting my logo up in the corners, all that kind of stuff. And I can stream to multiple locations, which is what I really, really love. So I'll share a little bit about like the tech side and why I'm doing the lives, because there's a lot of benefit, you guys. If you're building your business online, you're using social media, schedule your times that you're going to go live and do it. And I'll share some of the benefit of that um, as we go through the next 10 days. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Thanks for joining me. Share, like, comment, do all the things. Okay, don't just watch and say, oh, that was good. Like, write a comment. Hit like, something, share. Bye, guys.